Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Woo! Hello and welcome to Series 1, Episode 2 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. It's been a good week for United with four goals, a win at Anfield and a draw away at St. James's Park. I'm Harry Robinson and as always I'm joined by Jack Tate as we discuss the latest week for Manchester United. This is the Manchester United Weekly Podcast and you can find us on Twitter at UTD Weekly Pod, P-O-D. Nothing quite compares to a win at Anfield, does it, Jack? Not at all. Still on a high after the result. Brilliant, brilliant to get the win at Anfield. Like I said, nothing, nothing tops it. Yeah, Wayne Rooney's 78th minute strike caused absolute bedlam in the away area where Phil Jones, Marcus Rojo and Michael Carrick were all sacked, which I thought was great. To be honest, however you win at Anfield, it's one of the best days of the season. Firstly, what did you think of the starting eleven that Van Hal put out? Under the circumstances, probably I was I would say probably the correct lineup. You know, as much as we all like to dislike Fellaini, um, I think in a big game like uh, Anfield, I don't think having Herrera in the, in the pivot was was good enough defensively. And with no Schweinsteiger, no Carrick, I think it was probably the right decision. And having Lingard and out wide, I thought instead of Mata was the right decision. Just had in, inject a little bit of pace, and he tracked back a lot more. So I thought the team was pretty good. Obviously, as you say, Fellaini caused controversy on Twitter with everyone being horrendously pessimistic as soon as they saw the lineup come out. On Fellaini, I thought uh, after I was at the game, which was incredible. First time at Anfield, brilliant atmosphere. Uh, what a day! At the game, first half, we were watching, and everyone was sort of slating Fellaini like, under their breath. Everyone was really annoyed at his loss of possession, which he does do a lot. But second half and end of the first half, he went for everything. He won a lot. He was vital in stopping Liverpool. I think it was 17 shots, a huge amount of shots, and he kept making interceptions, kept winning aerial duels. He and Smalling were the 
the second most clearances. What do you think of his performance overall? Because although he lost lost possession a lot and wasted counter attacks and chances, what do you think? Listen, I mean, we we know that Marouane Fellaini is not the best on the ball. You know, that's not we don't expect him to come on and have sort of a a Paul Scholes esque range of passing. That's not what you want from him. You just want him to to break up play and offer something a little bit different. And to be fair to him. Okay, he you know he wasn't the best player on the pitch by any means, but he did a job for us, um, and it's probably a job I don't think anyone any other fit player could have done on Sunday. You know he does offer an outlet. You say say when we're getting uh, pressed hard at the pitch, which obviously did happen against Liverpool with Klopp's high press as well. So when De Gea got the ball and he was under pressure, rather than having to just kick the ball away, and we have sort of Rooney, Memphis, Martial jostling for the ball, it's just we're never going to win against sort of Sacco and Torre. We had Fellaini who was there, he could bring the ball down. So I think overall, you know, he got a lot of stick. He he, he wasn't world-class by any means, but he did a job and he did that job pretty well, I thought. He hit the bar and Rooney followed up, smashing it in. And, and we cut away to Phil Jones with classic Phil Jones face in the stand. <laughs> On to Rooney, he, he scored at Anfield for the first time in 11 years. And he's become the top scorer for a single club in the Premier League, taking over Thierry Henry with 176 goals for United in the league. He's now in, in brilliant form. And suddenly United, although performances, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Swansea City at times, and on Sunday, uh, haven't been great. United are sort of clicking as he's getting into form five goals in four games. What do you think of him? Well, I mean, I thought Liverpool wasn't his best game. Didn't have much to feed off. But what the best players do is they pull something out of the bag when it is most needed, when the whole team isn't clicking in the biggest games, they pull something out of the bag. And that is exactly what Wayne Rooney did. And it is exactly why he is one of our best players ever. One of, if not the best English player ever. And he stepped up when we needed him. And what what more can you ask from your captain, really? Like I said, it wasn't his best game. I'm sure he won't remember sort of his general play, but he stepped up in that big moment. And actually, I thought it was a very underrated finish because... That was not an easy volley, you know. That was quite a tricky little ball to to keep down and get the get your knee over the ball and slot it in like that on the half turn. I thought he did very well to to get it in. And like you said, eleven eleven years since his last goal at Anfield, and I think that one meant a lot to him. Yeah, you could see it. His celebration, uh, you could see it in his face. He was absolutely delighted. And after the game, usually he's quite sort of toned down, but this time he was like, "I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to yeah. enjoy that one." Yeah, as you say, underrated finish, came off the bar. He reacted quickly and with brilliant technique, absolutely smashed it on the volley, which I thought was brilliant. Anthony Martial, uh, what do you think of his performance? He made a lot a lot of take-ons, a lot of dribbles, um, which didn't, didn't cause a huge amount of trouble for Liverpool, but was classic of Martial, especially from the left flank. What do you think of him? First of all, I think... Credit has to go to Nathaniel Klein. I thought he did relatively well against Martial, to be fair. Um, he was corralled quite well for the majority of the game. I think I think what Martial brings us at the moment is a fear factor that probably no one else on our team can bring right now. And you saw when he got the ball, there was always two or three men around him. And while that might sort of constrain Martial's effectiveness, it just opens up space for everyone else to play. Um, and I think it's something that we lack in our team in general. And whenever he gets on the ball, you can you can sense the excitement with the fans and the expectation from the rest of the players that something special might be about to happen. So it wasn't his best game in the United shirt. Um, 
and I'm sure he'll be a little bit disappointed that maybe he wasn't able to offer a little bit more. But at the end of the day, I thought, you know, he, he could have been a lot worse. And he had made one goal-saving tackle on um, <laughs> Firmino or Klein. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it was that. That was just. I mean, <laughs> I saw him going for it. And I had flashbacks to um, CSK when he gave a penalty away against CSK, and I was like, "Please, no, not again!" Um, and luckily, it was a brilliant, brilliant tackle, um, and that was a really a game saver. So credit has to go where it's due. Yeah, because um, I, I was watching from the stands, I thought that was Schneidlin, and I, I was I was clapping, applauding Schneidlin for his classic uh, last minute tackle saving us. <laughs> and my brother went next to me. That's that's Martial making that tackle, and yeah, yeah, as you say, his defensive contribution was limited, but <laughs> when it happened, it was brilliant. Two two defenders who I thought um, were underrated in that game. Um, who who performed exceptionally were Dave Blind and Matteo Darmian. And uh, Blind is sort of well known now as this genius passer. I mean, he 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 very rarely gives a loose pass, and I, I, it was brilliant because every time they had a goal kick, it was either get it up to Fellaini if the pressure's on, if Liverpool's high press was making him deliver it quickly, or Blind would drop literally level with the hair. Yeah. And Dea passes and Blin does one of his magical balls across the pitch, switching a play. He was brilliant for that. Darmian, uh, attacking wise, I didn't think was that good. In fact, in fact, to me, it seemed that he didn't do much attacking wise. But defensively, while some of the time he was out of position, the stat, and I'm not going all off stats, but stats are incredible. I mean, most uh, ball recoveries for United, most tackles for United. Yeah. And, and although. Attacking wise, we do need him to, to perform more as a fullback because traditionally United have had people like Gary Neville, Raphael, Luke Shaw on the other side, Patrice Everett. Traditionally, we've had really attacking fullbacks who have really, really made an impact being one of the key players in the team attacking wise. Darmian hasn't done that over the last few months after a brilliant start, but defensively, he was superb. Um, any other standout players for you? Um, I thought I thought someone who didn't get the credit he deserved actually was Cameron Borthwick Jackson playing in his first Manchester United Liverpool game. Um, you know, being thrown into the action just before half time when Ashley Young got injured, and I thought he dealt with the occasion really well. He didn't do anything spectacular by any means, but he was very solid. And you know what? Sometimes in in fullbacks, the best thing you can say about them is that you didn't really notice them in the game, and that is sort of what it was like with with Cameron Borthwick Jackson when he came on. You know, I think. We all sort of wondered, oh God, will he be able to handle this? You know, it's a big occasion for anyone playing in that game, especially at Anfield in sort of his first season playing in the first team. And I thought he did, he actually did remarkably well. You know, again, again sort of the same situation as Damian. Didn't do do loads sort of going forward, um, but defensively, no complaints at all. And I think he, credit has to go to the maturity that he showed at just 18. You know, he's the same age as me. That's quite scary. Um, and so I think credit has to go where to go to him. Yeah, um, he did come on for Young, and uh, Young getting injured, he seemed to get his foot stuck in the ground and then tumbled over as it as it stood in the ground. Um, no, no free kick or anything, and then he went off and came back on, passed the ball uh, to the Liverpool fans' amusement, and fell over instantly before going straight down the tunnel. Um, yeah, and as you say, Borthwick Jackson came on, and everyone was slightly nervy about uh, if he could handle it in his first United Liverpool game, as you say. I yeah, as agreeing with you, I, I think he did really, really well to to handle that and fullbacks you you don't really want to notice him. And he managed to come in uh, at left back and easily do as well as Darmian had done and easily uh and and, and he attacking wise he did alright as well. Um 
I think there was one run where I think he just, it, it seemed he'd got frustrated of passing it around on the edge of the box and he broke through, just drive straight through uh, with power, went past three players and earned a corner and everyone loved it. Yeah. Um, in terms of the overall game, uh, mo- most pundits and fans have accepted that we didn't really deserve to win. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, listen, these games are all about winning at the end of the day. Um, in a, in a, any United-Liverpool game, I'm not really concerned about the performance because form and, to some extent, tactics almost go out the window when you get drawn into the emotion of the occasion. Um, and I think, you know, credit to Liverpool. They they, they played well for a lot of the game. Um, we didn't, surprisingly, in a Louis van Gaal team, we didn't control the game. Um, but, you know, we we stayed pretty steadfast. And, you know, you know, David De Gea made a couple of good saves. But I didn't think at any point we looked rattled. Um, you know, Liverpool were creating a few chances. But it was really only the two from... Emre Chan that really really tested De Gea and so yeah you know we we weren't the better team but at the end of the day in Premier League football and especially in a big game like that you have to take your chances and Liverpool paid the price less possession than Liverpool less passes many 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 less shots Uh, Liverpool had 19 we had 7 but we scored the the only goal so and as as you've mentioned, that's really all that matters in this kind of game. In terms of chances, uh, Liverpool were extremely wasteful. I remember watching, and every time they come forward, they basically every time they came forward, they created a sort of a half chance. And there were so many long shots, so many long yeah. shots. And I thought that I think that was Jurgen Klopp basically saying to his team, "Well, United are struggling for goals. Maybe not in the last few games, but we know they haven't been brilliant in terms of goal scoring. Uh, if we get one, and then our confidence grows, then we get another, and then and then they're stuffed." In terms of Firmino, I thought he played really well, given he's not a natural striker, but finishing alongside Milner, who also w- was dangerous, but couldn't finish the chances. I thought he, they both played really well. Anyone else who, who you looked at the Liverpool side and thought we, we could have won by more if, if this hadn't been playing? I thought Alberto Moreno had a pretty good game at left back. Lucas in the first half, I thought was quite good. He shielded Sacco and Torre quite well. He was a bit isolated in the second half, didn't have much of an effect on the game. Without wanting to turn this into a Liverpool podcast, if they had a fit Daniel Sturridge, I think that could have been an embarrassing scoreline for us. However, they didn't, and that's the way it goes. David De Gea, absolutely stunning. Um, My man of the match. And uh, his 201st appearance for the club, his 200th came against Newcastle in midweek, which leads us on nicely to that. Bit more excitement. Um, last week we were discussing, as I labelled it in the intro, a displeasing victory against Sheffield United, which really we didn't deserve, where Rooney scored a late penalty. Newcastle, what do you think of it? Back to the old ways? How could you get such a different game in between the Sheffield United and Liverpool games, is my question. Um, you know, it was honestly as if 2008-2009 Manchester United turned up for, for one game just maybe with a slightly more leaky defence. We were going forward excellent. Honestly, I think the best we've been all season. Um, we constantly looked to threat almost every time we got the ball. Um, and the Herrera, who I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about in a second, um, was actually very good against Newcastle. 
Um, and then obviously the main man, Wayne Rooney, for a lot of that game, he looked how he looked four or five years ago after Ronaldo left and he was the main man. And he proved, I think, against Newcastle that he still is and can be that good. He just needs a system that allows him to do it. Um, you know, some of his play was just amazing. Whenever, whenever he got the ball, he, he, he seemed two, three steps ahead of everybody else on the pitch. And I thought his assist for Lingard's goal really just, just said it all. You know, to have the awareness to know that there will be a runner on your outside without even, without even lifting his head to have a look. It was, it was just sublime the whole game. Again at Newcastle, another another game where we had less possession, but everyone was more happy. Three goals, I mean, instead of feeling like 2008, as you said, I thought it felt a bit like 2011. So the beginning of the end of Fergie, if you know what I mean, when yeah. when we were dropping into the Europa League, getting beaten by Athletic Bilbao and Ike Munain, Um It felt a bit like that where... We we still played that brilliant football, and occasionally we'd have incredible games like five nils and even eight two against Arsenal. But in terms of defence, we sort of we'd we'd often let stupid goals in. Concentration was poor. Rooney, I mean, what can you say? Stand up performer. I mean, the change in Rooney in in the space of about five days, from the twenty sixth against Chelsea of December to even against Swansea City with that flick. And then that flick giving him confidence now five in the last four. And he's getting much more in behind the defence, which I think is massively helping, especially when Martial is on the left flank. Um, yeah. So he can obviously go down, draw the fullback, and, and cross it in, which is working really well. We, we were really good at counter-attacking, which was quite, <laughs> quite strange to see. Created two chances through counter-attacking, but as with Liverpool, where, where the counter-attacking wasn't the same, but as with Liverpool, the... Loss of possession was was really really poor. Probably the the worst for it was Jesse Lingard, even if he did score. In terms of Jesse Lingard, brought off against Liverpool and United improved. What do you think of him against Newcastle and Liverpool? I think Jesse Lingard in general is a nice squad player to have. I don't see his long term future as a starter at Manchester United, but I think in certain games, in certain situations. He can really help us. And I actually think that at the moment, having him and Martial out wide is actually quite an effective system to play because we stretch teams a lot more than we do if Mata occupies one of those wide positions. You know, just his, his almost his willing run without without wanting to sort of turn to that stereotype of he's a great player because he runs around a lot. It You know, it, it's sort of belief that something will happen and it might take him four or five attempts, but his willingness to get on the ball and try new things and try to express himself means that quite often he creates those four or five opportunities for himself. And not every one of them is going to go right, but not every one of them goes right for Wayne Rooney or Anthony Martial or Juan Mata or Ander Herrera, you know? Um, so I think for now, he's a, he's a good player to have in the squad. I don't see him progressing up and becoming sort of a, a, a world-class player by any means, but I think he's a good squad player to have and right now can do can do a useful job for us. I mean, I, I really enjoy watching Lingard because... His his pace on the counter attack and 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 just the desire to get forward. I know that's cliche, but his desire to get forward is probably more so than others in the team. And and against Newcastle, he was he was really genuinely vital to that drive forward uh, alongside Rooney and Martial. Um, you've mentioned there Mata and Herrera over the, over the last few few games. What have you thought of Mata and Herrera? I, I know you tweeted about Herrera earlier. We've it's it's strange because I we both really like Herrera and we both really like Mata, but 
over the first few episodes of this new uh, podcast, we've we've slated them slightly. Um, my my thoughts on that is that against Newcastle, I'm 100% path accuracy, which, which is brilliant. But it is because he's always looking for literally the perfect opportunity. So he'll, he'll get across the box and there'll be a pass where he could feed it through. And it, it, it probably seven times out of ten, it won't work. But those three times, it creates a goal. And it, it seems he's looking for the one that will work ten times out of ten and will be a goal ten times out of ten. What, what do you think of Matter? I think I feel, I feel a bit sorry for him in some in some respects because I do think he's being played out of position when he gets brought on out wide all the time. Um, just because si- si- simply physically he just cannot compete as a wide player. He's not fast enough and he's not strong enough. Um, and you need at least one of those attributes, I believe, to be a successful wide Premier League. Um, and then when he did come on at number 10 against Newcastle, when he got brought on for Ander Herrera, he was really, really good. And he... Like like you said, he he managed to make those sort of passes that he looks for all the time. Every single time he got the ball, um, and he he was he was instrumental in in the last sort of fifteen twenty minutes of the game. And I thought he did do really well. The problem comes when he's played out wide, and our team then is so out out balanced. And this isn't really a criticism of well, it's a it's a criticism of matter as much as it's a criticism of the system that he's being played in because. Playing matter out wide wouldn't be so bad if we played a similar type of player on the other flank, so that both of them sort of come inside and then we play quite a narrow game, sort of similar to what Manchester City did a couple of seasons ago with sort of Silver and Nasri on either side. Uh, but when we play matter and then sort of Martial, Lingard, Memphis, whoever it may be on the other, our team becomes so unbalanced and it just it doesn't doesn't work at all. So I feel a little bit sorry for him in some respects, but I I also think as he shown enough in his Manchester United career to warrant a, a start in place at number 10? I, I don't know. I think it's it's close. Um, but I do think that when he does play, that that should be his position because he is a lot more effective when he does play there. I, I'm slightly different. I think he's good on the right. He, he drifts inside a lot. I, 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 know what you get, I know what you're getting at when you, when you mention balance. But it, it seems to me that Premier League right-backs seem to be slightly worse than Premier League left-backs and it, it's a theme across most of the big sides that they target the right-back and when you've got Martial on the left having Mata on the right to be able to drift inside or go to the left and then Martial quickly changes up front or, or Mata comes into the central role at the number 10 where you want him to play and Martial can quickly change I, I mean you watch Pep Guardiola and, and people adore the fact that he can change formation within a click of his fingers and Mata being on the right allows you to do that he drifts inside Marshall goes up front in a top two with Rooney Herrera thoughts on him disappointing this season um, and you said I, I tweeted about him earlier um, I feel that his image off the pitch gets in the way of what he does on the pitch and because you know he's seen as this sort of handsome, lovely Spaniard who everyone loves and adores and he shows a lot of passion and that seems to make him immune, almost immune from criticism a lot of the time. And this season, he has been poor and I do think he's he's a good player. I do think he has, he can be a pivotal, pivotal player in our team as he was, to be fair, against Newcastle. He, he was brilliant, as was Mata. You know, Herrera was offered a lot more penetration, a lot more incisiveness in his passing, and he just upped the tempo whenever we got on the ball, and he was very, very good. But this season, generally, I think he's been disappointing. Um, we all kind of have been saying 
for sort of for, from the moment we bought him, we've all sort of said as soon as he gets a run of games in the team, this guy will be fantastic. And at times he is, he really is. But he has had a run of games this season, and I don't think he's lived up to it. Um, and I don't think it's been picked up on. I think a lot of fans, like I said, sort of use his off-field image and don't look at his some of his bad performances. They, they're always looking for, for ways to praise him, and that's good. But then when you look at people like Rooney and Fellaini, who I think have been kind of scapegoated at a lot this season and last season to some extent, it then makes you think, you know, what are what are a lot of the fans sort of looking at, you know? Yeah, as as you say, I was in the stand at Anfield on Sunday and um, as Herrera was brought off, there, there weren't boos, but there was chance of Ander Herrera and things like that. And and even after he'd gone off about five minutes later, people were singing Ander Herrera and Herrera, etc. I saw against Liverpool, he, he was good. He did lose possession a lot, which obviously Van Gaal doesn't like. I, I don't really mind that as long as the player is effective. But I, I I think he probably deserves to be taken off. And in the end, although Memphis wasn't great, I think it paid off because in the final few minutes when we were trying to hold on, we could hoof it up to Memphis, um, as yeah. ugly as it is. And we and he'd generally, uh, I think there were two occasions where he didn't, but probably five or six where he did, where he held it up. And uh, although he eventually lost it, he probably wasted about 30 seconds and got us the win. Herrera does escape a lot of criticism. Uh, I mean, you can see why, to be honest. There's the, the gif going around of his, cel- his celebration after Rudy scored against yeah, Liverpool. That was, that was the exact reason for, for my tweet earlier. Because I'd, I'd seen that um, that gif of him celebrating the goal. And it was sort of, I think mean, the caption was like, look at Ander Herrera's passion. He loves this club or something like that. And, you know, he like he did celebrate a lot, but... It's not like the entire bench wasn't celebrating a lot. Okay, he did come sprinting out. But at the end of the day, like I'm not being funny, it was a goal in, what, the 78th minute against Liverpool, likely to win us the game at Anfield. Like, I'd, I'd be a bit freaked out if he if he didn't have a reaction like that. And I just, I just think people look for any ways to praise him. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I just think if you're going to do it to him, why not do it to everyone else? And I just think his off-field image gets in the way of what he does on the field quite a lot. Yeah, we discussed a bit of Herrera Mata versus Fellaini Rooney on the last episode, I think about 20 or 30 minutes into the last one. In terms of a bit a bit of smaller news, um, two youth goalkeepers, uh, Henderson and O'Hara, have left on loan. Um, although Dean Henderson, in the news article, as he left on loan, he said, there may be a recall if the player is required for United's Europa League campaign, uh, which might give a, a few pointers as to which direction Louis van Gaal is going in terms of uh, giving youth a chance in that competition. As we mentioned, David De Gea, 200 appearances for United, now 201 after the Liverpool game. I mean, what a player. What a player. I mean... Absolutely. And who who would have thought after sort of 18 months at United that he would ever make even a, even 100 appearances in the United shirt, let alone 200, and and be, in without a doubt, a world-class goalkeeper, arguably the best in the league, probably, you know, just sort of behind Neuer, I would say, in in terms of the best goalkeepers in the world. And, you know, his, his transformation has been nothing short of miraculous, to be fair. Um, I remember... Remember him sort of getting dropped for Anders Lindegaard, and there was a long, almost season-long battle between them two just for David De Gea to keep a hold of the number one jersey 
at Manchester United. And look at him now. It has been an awesome, awesome turnaround. And I am just so thankful that we have him in our club because I we could honestly be in a relegation fight without him right now. Yeah, um, Eric Steele, who was um, vital in bringing him, in fact, basically did bring him in. Uh, I mean, Ferguson obviously played a part and the club played a part, but Steele scouted him, I think it, I think it was 18 times he scouted him for Atletico Madrid. And he, uh, uh, there was one appearance where he saw him and he thought, that's, that, that's the man. Um, he said uh, he can get even better. He's got the potential to be a great like Schmeichel and Van der Sar. And if he does stay, which is looking likely uh, after the glorious transfer ban of Real Madrid, <laughs> if he does stay, it could be 500, 600 appearances. I mean, yeah. genuinely, he could be... I mean, I'd probably put Harry Gregg or Schmeichel as the... The legendary, the two properly legendary keepers at United, uh, he could properly challenge that. I mean, 200 already, what is he? I think he's 25 now. So, De Gea, I mean, man of the match against Liverpool. We're so lucky we have him. Another bit of news coming out today on Monday where we're recording. Um, Liam Grimshaw has joined Preston North End permanently a week after Ben Pearson left permanently to Preston North End, of which we had a small rant about on Series 1, Episode 1. Southampton in the league before we played Derby in the Cup at the end of January. Predictions for that game? Um, quite frankly, I have absolutely no idea. It totally depends which Southampton team turns up because we have seen some performances from them this season where you just think this is the team that almost made the top four last season. And then you see other games and you think this is a team that should be fighting for relegation. Um, so being at home, I'm relatively confident that we can get a win. It, I think for me, it's all it's it's important that we that we have a fast start because one thing I've noticed, especially at home, it's so important now to get the fans on side early because you know it is it is a volatile fan base right now, and if there is another sort of dire first half, like in the sort of Sheffield United sort of ilk, then I think it could turn into an ugly game, and, and opposition teams sense that you know, and they and they prey on it. So I think a fast start is needed. Um, maybe not necessarily an early goal, but just shows of early intent, like what were there against Chelsea when the crowd did stay on side for pretty much the whole game. I think it's needed, and if we can get that, I think we should be able to win. Yeah, I, I think we we should win, D- despite some dodgy sort of areas of games, especially against Sheffield United. We are on a good run, a good few wins in a row now. Rooney's on fantastic form. Martial yeah. is playing well. Uh, most of the team is playing well, even the defence now, and a few players returning from injury. A small fun fact for the day, our last four wins for, against Southampton. Strikers have scored two goals, so Van Persie, Martial and Rooney. There's been some pretty good games against Southampton in the last few years, obviously early this season. Martial in his second game for the club scored a double in that brilliant yeah. start he had to his career. Sort of point, how important do you think the Liverpool game will be in terms of our season looking ahead? and in terms of the momentum that it could or maybe not or maybe won't give us i th- i think it's uh, it's really big although the performance wasn't inspiring it wasn't a classic it wasn't a dimitar berbatov getting a hat trick or or anything like that winning at anfield is huge especially for van Gaal, especially in this time where people could have said if we'd drawn or lost people could have said well we'd won three but none of the performances were good you, you can't you can't claim that you're in a good run because you've beaten Swansea and Sheffield United and drawing against Liverpool isn't good because they're an average side uh, 
And in, t- in terms of Van Gaal, I think it's massive for any manager. United, you know, Liverpool, obviously yeah. David Moyes was absolutely thrashed 3-0. After that game, it seemed pretty clear that his six-year contract wasn't wasn't going to be lasted out and he was going to... Yeah going to be going quite soon what do you think it'll do for the season can we go on a, a run and join the title challenge even if we're very very unlikely to win the league I think the Liverpool game could have a big effect on our season sometimes the best wins are the ones that are either the ugliest and or the ones in which you don't really deserve and don't perform great because it just keeps the spirits up you know and if, if the players can think you know well if we play sort of pretty badly against Liverpool at Anfield and still come away with a win why can't we why can't we beat every team in the league we, no matter how we play and that's the mindset that we need to get that we need to have going into every game I mean I know what I know Louis van Gaal came out afterwards and said that we're still in the title race I don't agree with that I think top four is still well within our grasp I'm still tentatively confident that we will make it it's just a case of how nervous are we going to make it for the fans but hopefully this can be the start of a good run going forward because I think it is needed and like you said if we can keep Rooney playing well get Martial back scoring, then we'll be, we'll be set. Thank you very much for listening to Series 1, Episode 2 with me, Harry Robertson and Jack Tate. Um, you can find the podcast on Twitter at UTD Weekly Pod, P-O-D. I am at Harry Robertson 64 um, Jack? At UTD Tate. We appreciate the continued kind support and the, the incredible amount of plays. We weren't expecting this. And, and thank you for the, your kind comments on Twitter, especially from Brian Howell. DMs me uh, with some nice, nice support. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, we are now available on both Audioboom and iTunes. And recently, Acast, an, a, a new app hoping to revolutionise podcasting. Got any questions for me or Jack? Uh, tweet us at HarryRomerson64 at UTD Tate or tweet the podcast at UTD Weekly Pod. Enjoy your week, United fans. As I said earlier, nothing quite compares to a win at Anfield. Manchester United attacking their own vociferous fans behind Minile's goal. They'll raise the roof for Anfield if they can score here. Matter with a cross. Look for Fellaini off the bar. Rooney! Manchester United are ahead, and it's his first goal here since January 2005. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.